So, Berto, I thought we would do some tougher bluffs and some gripes of wrath and like just a one of those garbage garbage gar- episodes. Garbage pale garbage pile <laughs> episodes. What do you say? Garbage pale kids episodes. Yes. Uh, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor and someone who occasionally likes to do garbage pail episodes. Who are you, Berto? My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I like to research Bram Stoker. We have two special guests with us back on the podcast, Michael Drain, future doctor Michael Drain from the Unpopular Culture Podcast. Hello. And also from the Unpopular Culture Podcast, Corey Stewart. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. So are you guys ready to, to participate in some garbage podcasting? So yeah, ready. tougher bluff. Okay. But before we get to a tougher bluff, we uh, have our live event coming up. Yeah. Uh, and whoop, whoop. Jan- January 27, 2018. Is that Saturday? It's a Saturday. Ah, I can't. Yeah. I've got I, a matinee of the mails. <laughs> Three o'clock, Antioch University, Seattle. You guys are coming. Psychology yes, in Seattle be will be represented by unpopular culture. Have we thought place. about you guys doing a segment? We've talked about it. We're working on it. Ooh. We're thinking about something good. I want good. it to be good. Yes. Hey, you know any listeners that might have some ideas, you could hit us up on Facebook. Psychology you have, you in Seattle, a, UPC podcast. So do you want to workshop anything at this point? Jeez, uh, man. Uh, um, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about it. Well, if you want to keep people in suspense, that I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so so tougher bluff. Uh, now, this is not a tougher bluff. This is just asking a question. Don't look at the screen, Corey, because you might oh. be able to see Cheater! It. My bad. Okay. So rates of chlamydia and gonorrhea. Oh, but God. let's stick with chlamydia. Oh, a softball. What? Amongst <laughs> us or in the population? In by by state by Amongst state the four of us. So no, what? Oh my what, god! What states do you think in the United States? No, I can't have the most or the least or the middle or whatever. Like just take some guesses and Arizona. Uh, well, what do you? Where do you? <laughs> Hold you, on. That's just a state. You got to say like what <laughs> ranking do you think Arizona? And this is, is number both? one. No, Arizona is not number one. But this is for both. But it's like, on there, right? No, I just do chlamydia. Oh, just chlamydia. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Ohio. What the? Wh- you that guys was are so rude. <laughs> you guys are just naming states. You realize? Wait, you want to say Ohio has the most? Okay, say that because you could also no. say the least. Oh no, 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 Ohio has the highest. No, it's oh uh, Ohio and Arizona are. Uh, Arizona is nineteen, and Ohio is is fourteen. Now, are out of fifty, all fifty states are, are ranked here. Yeah. Or? Yeah. He excluded okay. three states. Number one has the most chlamydia. The highest rates oh, per per, right. per capita. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So the most. So I went with I went with Arizona well, because most, it's like it's like there, there's per like capita in the Sun state. City and Phoenix has like this really uh, like elderly population. And there's a lot of sexual, um, you know. Yeah. What state? There's a lot of sexual that's activity among old said. people. That's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. In Arizona, and there's a lot of retirees oh. in Arizona. So. Well, Arizona has it's it's, it's at it's at 19, oh, which 19. is you know. So that's pretty respectable. So I actually yeah. got closer because I said 14. I said Ohio. You did, but but I'm going to go is down pretty high down south. Alabama yeah. to the bayou. Yeah, like Florida. Oh, well, where Tommy Wiseau lives. We're getting closer. That's that's 11. Woo! What about you, Corey? Florida. Whoa. Uh, that's. Florida. Oh, uh, we're getting further away. Twenty-four. Oh, oh what? That's, that's surprising. surprising. Right in the middle. Yeah. Jinx. You owe me a cup. You guys. Where? Where else? What? What other? Guesses? I'm thinking. I'm trying to think like something not obvious, like Montana or something rural. Jesus. Am I gonna California? have to go here? It could be California. Alaska. Uh, New York. California is seventeen. Alaska is number one. Yeah. Oh, 
what? Winner, winner, chlamydia dinner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> On the rocks, no less. Yeah, so we got Alaska, Mississippi. We got Louisiana. Wow. Georgia, New Mexico, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas, Delaware, Oklahoma. Oh, boy. Uh, where do you think Washington ranks? Washington State. Low. Yeah, this progressive. Low, low. 37. But we're like, Careful, you know. smart wa- people. But we're also like, you know, Ooh. heathens who have sex all the and time. And actually, a lot That's of Washington, Washington is rural, too. Rural juror. Yeah. The um, rural juror. 32. Oh, my God. Exactly right. Yay! Whoa! Whoa! Nice. He's Did you see the reflection off my number. eyeballs? I should. <laughs> I know. I, I, that'd be awesome if I could read that. <laughs> Who's in last place? Who's in last place? What do you think? Um, Who has the least amount of unprotected sex? Uh, well, it's Rhode also- Island. <laughs> per capita. Oh. <laughs> Rhode, Island. Rhode Island is 36. Uh, it's getting up there, but... it's mm, a lot of states here. Um, the least chlamydia. I mean... Washington was 32. Oh, California? I don't no. know. I'm not Cal- really... California 17. I can't okay, okay. find a way to gauge these. Hawaii. Is the problem. Hawaii is 28. Oh, really? Like, I can't, I'm not going by... Jeez. I mean, you can't go socioeconomic. You can't go age. You can't really... There's nothing to really grab onto when you're trying to figure out where the these least. are. Yeah. Oregon. Uh, Oregon is 35. All right. What was the What was the number one? Alaska? So let's say, like, well, there's How nothing about ever Alaska. Why guess? Alaska? Huh? How could you ever guess? I don't know. It's Vermont. That's the Vermont. Lowest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Vermont the most and obscure and state. New, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, and Vermont. I was going to go Massachusetts. West yes. Virginia is is forty eight, which is weird. Maine, Utah, Utah kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, it does. Mm. Idaho, Wyoming. Why? I should have said Utah. Why does it make sense? Mormon. There's a high Mormon population. There. People. Oh. They're not particularly yeah. Uh, yeah. promiscuous, generally I speaking. See. Right. So it doesn't it? You know, the the thing about this is that. It kind of follows stereotype lines, but it also kind of doesn't. It breaks mm-hmm. some stereotypes. I'm yeah. totally shocked. Alaska number one. What's that? About? And, and, that does. And, it's cold. And the yeah. rate the rates are extremely different. So in Alaska, you have 771 per 100,000 with with chlamydia. Oh, I think okay. per year. I don't know. Maybe so, they just have worse doctors up there. Uh, yeah. And Vermont is about a third of that. I don't that know. I got nothing. At, oh, wow. at 269. So it's not like it's not like slight variations of the mean. We're talking right. like a pretty big difference by state, you know, pretty different rates, you know. So I think that's interesting. And and gonorrhea has a similar rate difference between, you know, obviously chlamydia and gonorrhea rates would correspond, you know. Is I mean? Alaska number one on both? No, uh, gonorrhea number one looks like Mississippi, which is number two, number two for, for, chlamydia. for chlamydia, yeah. Yikes. Uh, and wh- those things have nothing in common. What does Alaska and Mississippi have in common? That'd be a hell of a study. Well, Try to figure that out. I mean, we could pull out some stereotypes, you know, in I there. suppose. Uh, but what's the Alaska stereotype? I, I don't even know what to say. Like, don't they... <laughs> Oh, Alaska, the stereotypes are that, you know, you're running away from society is one, is one stereotype, you know. It's like you're trying to get away from – you're trying to run from the law or people <laughs> or something. But, but aren't they both conservative, fairly conservative states? Yes, yes. Alaska is conservative? That's yeah. surprising. Mm, I didn't know that. It's, it's been I different over Palin the years. Yeah. Um, but anyway uh, – but I will also say I I have relatives who live in Alaska and they don't 
you know, yeah. they don't fit that right. that stereotype at all. Good to hear, man. They're just regular <laughs> Americans who just happen to live further north than <laughs> Seattle. You know what I mean? Right. Um, now, th- you know, they're riddled with chlamydia. And <laughs> <laughs> but they're normal. <laughs> all right. Tough, tougher bluff. Corey. Uh, for adults, binge drinking five or more five or more drinks has Cheater. has decreased in the United States over the past decade. Oh, actually, I use no, I haven't used this one. So, for adults, binge drinking, which is five or more drinks, okay, okay, at a time. So, binge drinking for adults has decreased in the U.S. over the past decade, over the past ten years. What do you think? Tough or bluff? Corey? Tough. Tough. What you think so? Yes, because. Because people are getting woke to, to drinking? To weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> woke to weed. Yeah. WW. All right. Uh, what do you th- sources. What, what do you think, Dre? Yeah, I don't know. This could go either way. Uh, <laughs> tough? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So people are like, are like, hey, you know, let's stop binge drinking. Yeah. Because, uh, well, because the opioid crisis is going on. There's more substance abuse in general, I would say, going up. I'm going to say bluff. I'm going to change it. I'm going to say bluff. Oh, wow. Sorry, upset. guys. Is Bert, that a rule? I'm going bluff, but for honest, true reasons from the start. <laughs> I think that it's bluff because adults, uh, look, they opened up liquor sales in more places. Uh, there's more variety of liquors. There's more craft beers. So I think it's bluff. More be- More drinking. Yeah, it's it's bluff. Oh, yes. damn. The percentage of adults reporting binge drinking five or more drinks has increased from 10% about a decade ago to 13%. So- Corey's totally right. It's because they legalize weed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's a it's a good substitute as far as like health healthy wise health benefits. But she she said it was going down. Yeah. Yeah, I was up. saying they were drinking less because yeah. they're, they're drinking weed. more. That's what I'm saying. No, they're drinking no, more now. They're drinking more now. Oh. You, you you were, were right you were for right. the wrong reasons. Oh, <laughs> no. Why don't I listen? Yeah, you were right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, binge drinking life. binge drinking or and binge drinking that phrase is a little funny cuz some people wouldn't consider five drinks binge drinking. But anyway, five or more drinks has particularly increased among women, minorities, and adults over the age of 65. Since when? Nice. Wow. Uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So hmm. this is interesting to me because it, I, I wouldn't have thought that intuitively. I would have thought, well, people are more health conscious now. You know, there's less smoking, blah, blah, blah. But, but then I also, when I saw the stat, I was like, well, I feel like, the stigma around drinking has decreased over the years. Mm. You know, like uh, like I love Modern Family, the the TV show Modern Family, mm-hmm. and uh, the mom Claire, and now her her daughter Haley. It's a running joke that Claire's always drinking wine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like she's always buzzed. She's out. You know, she's always drunk. Whereas in the eighties, when Mona was always drinking. Oh wait, it was still okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was considered like you know, sort of immoral or, right. or you know where now it's it's more mainstream it's like expected like if you're a if you're a soccer mom like you got to drink some wine to get by you know whereas before that was more frowned upon at least in in the cultural pockets that i've ran, i've ran in throughout my life so i certainly feel like when you see mad men or something like this it seems like in the 60s it was just one big lushy town well drinking has always been a huge thing let's not get that you know i mean look at the you know what happened during Prohibition? You yeah. had higher liquor sales than ever. Oh, I thought everyone stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, well, I was just in a place that, here in Seattle that was an old uh, bootleg bar. The, the bath bathtub gin or something. Bath- no, oh, you, yeah, no, you, we went there. Is it by your house? 
No. Because there's the um, well, there, there's the Merchants Cafe, okay. right? And I think they have like a some kind of Shanghai tunnel or bootleg tunnel down there. It was fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, was it on a corner? Because there's the uh, the sock company one. Uh, I can't remember where. Oh, the Smith Tower. What do you guys think about the Smith Tower having some bootleg tunnels in it? Really? Because it was owned or by Roy Olmsted. He was like one of the hugest bootleggers no in, way. ever. Did you learn that in the underground tour? Well, I knew who Roy Olmsted was, but yes, I did learn the building <laughs> part in the underground tour. Yeah. So anyone got any gripes of wrath? Berto, why do we call it gripes of wrath anyway? We, we, we do call it gripes of wrath. I know, but why? Oh, okay. Because, you know, there's grapes of wrath. And there's gripes when you don't like something. So we, I, I juxtaposition the two of them into one yeah. beautiful creation. It's yeah. smart. It simultaneously carries, uh, I'm going to complain and I'm angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job. More, uh, a more accurate story as to why is while we were recording within the first <laughs> few weeks of this podcast in 2008, while we were recording, I was like, what should we call this seg- segment? And... And Berto just said gripes of wrath. It was, it was free association. <laughs> and because I was like, you know, it's sort of like gripes or complaining. He's like, gripes of wrath. And in my head, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> but as with a lot of things like tougher bluff, same thing. I was like, what do we call like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a name for this segment where it's like you have true and false. And, and so it's like on one hand, you're trying to bluff and Berto's like, tougher bluff. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a stupid name. Tough, like. Tough makes no sense. <laughs> but tough. I noticed that. It holds up. But yeah, because he blurted it out, you can't take that back. You can't. <laughs> You're it's so like, talented. It's like, it's no, like I'm just intuitive. <laughs> it's like two years later, like renaming your cat. Like, you know, you're not going to do that. It's like just, renaming. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it. Anyway, so anyone got a gripe, gripe of wrath? The gripes of wrath. You know, I, I do. I actually do. So. This this thing happens. I'm sure you guys are you guys on on social media like the Facebooks of the world. Uh, occasionally, <laughs> you tend to be on that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just about every day. So every now and then, someone in my context list will post this sort of like medium tragedy, but it is posted in such a like cry for help way. Now, if it were an actual tragedy, I'd be like, okay, that's that's a problem, right? But it's never a really bad thing. It's like. There it goes again. You know, these are just my days. And it's like, and it doesn't say what happened. And then you're like, oh my God, they just want us to ask, what happened? And sure enough, several people, oh no, what happened? And it's like, oh, you know, my car just got stuck in the mud. And then I got some mud on my pants or some stupid, like, sure, that's annoying, but that's not a tragedy. But they'll do it often. And it's it's usually the same people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only... It's a very rare thing that I'll see on Facebook, mm-hmm. but it's always by the same, same people, like yes. three people. Because it's a personality thing. I don't know. And, and, I think and, it's and, a certain kind of Is it that they post and they're like something huge happened and then they don't tell you what it is? Yeah, but it's not, first of all, it's not they huge. They want to put some bait out there and they yes. want you to ask And it's them. usually, oh. in this case, the ones I'm thinking of, they're usually sad stories or at least just not fun stories. And so it's presented in this sort of like, that's my life. Ugh. That's just my lot in life. And then they'll put... The, so the comments would be something like... They'll put a little picture where their nail is bleeding. And it's like, well, figures. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. You're right. What well, happened well, to you? Awful. Or, or, or they'll just have like FML sad face. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's FML usually what it is. sad face. It's just like FML sad face. And you're like, oh. Oh, no. Like, but you're thinking like... 
is it cancer? Right. Or is it you, you know, like, right. uh, you haven't got your tax return today, you're getting it tomorrow. Yes. So, like, and that's it. Ultimately, I think <laughs> if some real shit was going down in your life, you wouldn't be Posting. taking the time to post no, to actually, social media about so, it. Well, some people, like, I just recently met someone at the room, actually, and, and I, the I movie. added, yeah, the movie, and I added him on Facebook. And like two days later, a rando or someone in our group? No, someone in our group. But I don't want to oh. say the name because a couple of days later, they posted. Actually, they were at the hospital, and they were really at the hospital. And I was like, "Oh my god, that sucks!" And then they luckily are fine, you know. But if if you actually had an accident or something bad happened, and you want to let your social network know, please by all means. And what do you need? Uh, so I actually had a, a friend of mine um, post that she had had an accident, like a car accident, and their car was totaled. And she was like, I don't even know because she's got a couple kids. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm lucky enough I have two vehicles, like a van and a car. And so I actually PM'd her and I was like, hey, if you need to borrow my car, you know, like you can. Oh, you're such a good guy, bro. Well, you know, I was expecting some money. She never paid me oh, a bitch. Man. But no, just kidding. <laughs> but, but the point is I'm totally – like a real bad thing happened and I actually was able to do something or say at least yeah. be like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's fine. So the point is it can be used for that reason, but it's when they're when like they false sky is falling sort of like And they don't and they and it's a hook. It's like it's like please ask me about my life. I'm not even gonna tell yeah, you. Yeah, that little wrong. bit is annoying at the yeah. end okay. where it's like I, I have a I have a counter gripe of wrath. Okay. All that's right. that's in counter to what you guys are saying. All right. Which is basically I have a gripe of mine is when people shame people for their social media. <laughs> yes, it's JK, like, I'm because, on that side. Because like I, oh now, now now for me when I see someone go FML smile or, or you know FML smiley face FML sad face, <laughs> I, I typically don't respond because I'm just like okay. I, I'm just like well if right. it's really important you'll probably reach out to me or maybe I'll check back and see what your comments are but I I don't feel like playing this passive game. But I would never shame someone for doing that because it, you know, it, it's just it's a thing for people to express themselves, and yeah. and you're not forced to participate. You know, you you can <laughs> like I mean, it, it, gone are the days where you read every single thing on your wall or you right. know, everything. You know, yeah, if, how many things do you see? It's like post about Trump, post about that. You know, you just yeah. you know random photo of scenery. You know, you. It's like there's a lot of boring stuff on Facebook or stuff that sure. doesn't really engage you very much. And so there's that. But there's also this sort of dark side to social media shaming that hurts my feelings because I'm on Facebook all the time. <laughs> I, like I post about all sorts. And people like one of the things that people like to uh, complain about people on Facebook is like people are always like, Posting pictures about how great their life is. Oh all the time. yes, right. Yes, yes. And, and I'm just like, like, what do you expect? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm sharing a nice picture of yeah. me and my family at a picnic. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with, <laughs> with Facebook? I'm supposed to like, I can't complain uh, and I can't post a nice picture. Right. What the fuck am I supposed to be okay, doing on Facebook? Fair yeah, and this idea that you have, there's like a supposed thing you should be, is just completely wrong. I think. Like we just did the episode on um, Nosedive of Black Mirror, where they have the rating system, yes. like the five stars, yeah. and it's just a totally tunneled world yeah. of exactly what you have to be, and so everyone's trying to like abide by those social, like play social juggling. And it's just not working. Well, out. okay, but to be fair, everyone's well, first stifled. 
first of all, I, don't let me get to my gripe of wrath of co-hosts that out you for a gripe that you've just committed. But, <laughs> but I will say, in that show, in that episode, imagine if there's a character in the in the what is it called again? Nosedive. The nosedive, right? Imagine that there's a character. Ron Howard's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Did oh, we say that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, no. So imagine that there's a character whose way of getting likes to game the system is to always like get fake sympathy, right? So (sighs) that's the extreme, right? So I'm not saying you can't complain. I'm not saying you can't brag. I'm saying don't put fish hooks out there for me to bite into that are fake. Just don't yeah, bite into it. Don't, that's just kind don't. of like advertising a little bit with like but a clever scheme. I care about you, so I want to bite. But if, there are, if it's a pattern, you know yeah, what okay, I mean? Okay, fair enough. Once it's a pattern, I'm done. Yeah, right. quit biting. All right, tough, <laughs> tougher bluff, Birdo. Money can make you happier if you use it to pay for more free time. So, oh, So you can yeah. buy like a, you know, clothes or, you know, but if you use it to buy more free time, uh, money like, can make you happier. Like, what would you do? Yeah, like a vacation, maybe, or a um, time. You know, I don't know. Actually, more they free time it. to make more money. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing it's probably like um, instead of spending, it's instead of saving money by going to the store and buying a vacuum cleaner, you save time by spending more money to have one delivered. Like that's a, oh, like that's sure. one that's one way that you save time. Oh, yes. I'm or, go- or instead of making a hat, you buy a hat, you know? Right. So, no, I'm, I'm going tough on this one for sure because I myself experience that on a regular basis where I'm like, I could try to learn how to be a car mechanic or I could just take this into the mechanic. Right. That's a good example. Yeah. 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 What, do you, what do you think, Corey? Tell yeah, me. I think tough. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like to spend money to save time? I don't know. It feels like there are some specific examples where that could be the case, but mostly it just feels like... Money can buy you happiness? I don't know. Yeah. Like if I bought like a jet ski. <laughs> that that <laughs> would be nice. Or something, I'd be happy. Well, what if yeah. you bought a jet ski, but then paid someone like to ride house. it for you so you have more <laughs> free time? Yeah, so you didn't have to ride the jet <laughs> ski. <laughs> right. What do you think, Dre? Uh, well, it could create more time for rumination and, you know, it, you got to be doing something with that time. As long as you're doing something that you like with the time that you've been saving, then yes, I think it'd be, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> Uh, was that a tough? That's a, a tough. That's okay. Tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough. You guys are right. Those, those who spent more money on time-saving expenses had greater life satisfaction, even after controlling for income level, which is interesting. Mm. Oh, wow. All right, here's another one. Corey, what do you think? Children learn moral lessons better from stories with human characters than from stories with anthropomorphic animal characters. You know what I mean? Oh. So if you tell a story, a moral story about sharing or you know giving to your neighbor or or being nice or something and you use humans in the story like jane shared with johnny and johnny was happy or uh grover or elephant gave to mouse and blah 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 like which is better to teach a moral story so my contention is children learn moral lessons better from stories about with human characters as opposed to anthropomorphic animal characters, tougher bluff, Corey. What do you think? It seems like that's probable. Although with like cartoons What's and probable? stuff, is that tough? Is or that bluff? a word? Tough. Oh, I gotta tough. say the tough. word. Sorry, Got sorry, it. tough. Yeah, tough by a little bit. Okay, it could be the other way, especially with like cartoons and stuff giving like personifying elephants so much. Yeah, I could. Okay. You know, I loved Franklin the the turtle. 
or every and I Pixar morally movie was aligned seen. with him. Yeah. But you're going tough, just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Train, what do you think? Um, okay. So if it is, it's probably tough ultimately, but I'm going to put a caveat on there. If it's about animals and stuff or like a Pixar movie or something, it's probably going to appeal to the kid's imagination better. But it's probably going to teach a more lifelong, lasting like connection with empathy and the moral. If they're actually human faces, they're going to associate that those are humans. You're human. We're all human. You know, not it's that. So the moral is somewhat be nice to elephants and not be nice to people a little bit when it's about elephants. You right. know what I mean? Gotcha, so. Berto. What do you think? Bluff. Yeah, what? there's no way. Wait, man. I want to change. Yeah, oh. me too. See these people? They jump I needed on the someone else. Well, I did. You said it so authoritatively like, yeah. that <laughs> she was so convinced. Without any, she, she was just like, man, he said it with such enthusiasm. I agree. I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Well, no, listen. As a kid, you're that's sitting Trump there. Trump got elected, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's uh. true. As a kid, you're sitting there watching this thing, and there's this other little human doing what's correct. In your kid mind, you're like. Well, that's that human, not me. But when you're watching these cute little animals, you're like, oh, I feel empathy for these animals. If they can be kind, maybe I should too. So I'm going bluff. It's tough. Damn it. <laughs> I convinced you to go to the dark side. I yes. Know. <sighs> yeah, children who heard a story with human characters significantly increased the number of stickers they shared with other people. Really? Yeah. Right. So Pixar is screwing us all up. Well, they're well, learning to maybe communicate with other people. Maybe if it wasn't like elephants and the example was instead like Star Trek characters, like aliens. <laughs> yeah, so the, the speculation is, is what you were saying, Drain, is that when you see human faces and humans mm. doing things, it, it, it gets under your skin more because you're like, oh, well, I'm human. Fires you know? those mirror neurons. Yeah. You know what can, I mean? Right. Can I ask a gripe of wrath question real yeah. quick? Um why is it that you can see all these movies for 100 years of movies? Like the Christmas story, what's the, not Christmas story, the It's a Wonderful Life, right? Uh, where Mr. Potter, you know, he's, he's basically the bad guy in that movie, right? And you can see all these movies time and time again where the archetypical bad guys are, are selfish and all these things. But there is some portion of our population that cannot identify those same archetypes in real-life human beings out in our political sphere or things like that. Why is that? <laughs> because of motivated reasoning yeah. on, I, on I, both sides. I disagree. I think it's because they didn't use animals and other cute creatures to illustrate the points. Or that. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. All right. One more, one more tougher bluff here. Birdo. A 12-hour sexual assault prevention training program oh okay oh my god Yikes. oh my god. bad time to take a breath <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a 12-hour sexual like, assault oh and god. we'll be right back <laughs> well if you notice that I, I had several pauses in there because i was actually i i was actually trying to figure out what i had written that reminds me of of those things like in the, like, the oh. comedy shows whenever the doctor is giving the bad news but yeah but every word seems yeah. well no it's like i'm sorry we lost him uh, outside, outside, yeah. yes. Uh, but anyway, I what I because when I glanced at this one, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a good one." It's about sex, you know. And so I was like, "A twelve-hour sexual," and I was like, "Wait." So so I paused right there, and then I said, "Assault,", assault. and you paused, and I was like, "Wait, what? What is this sentence about?" Anyway, okay. So a twelve-hour sexual assault prevention training program nailed it for first-year college women. Reduced the number of attempted rapes those women experienced by 64%. Oh, 
Wow. So what? in in this experiment, yeah. they took two groups of people, two groups of first year, you know, college freshmen, female, female, and for one group they didn't have a they didn't put them through the twelve hour thing, and and they just you know sent them off to college, and then this other group they put them through twelve hours of how to prevent themselves from being sexually assaulted. You know, how awareness around sexual assault and awareness about how to protect yourself and all this kind of stuff. And then after that, after a period of time, maybe a couple of years or something, they survey all of them and find out how the rates of sexual assault these two groups have experienced. And what I'm contending, my claim here is that the, wom- the women who went through the sexual assault prevention training program had a, a 64% reduction in the amount of sexual and the amount of rapes they went through, not just sexual assaults in general, but actual, you know, rapes. Tough or bluff? Berto, what do you think? Bluff. It was 85%. I wouldn't do that to you, by You're the not going to pull a Berto? I don't do that, yeah. Okay, fine. Then so, it's tough. Okay. Corey, uh, Corey, what do you think? I think bluff, bluff. I wonder how much uh, their ability to uh, um, respond to a situation could prevent the actual action from starting right okay right so that that's the that's that's the that's the the turning point on the on the tougher bluff that I was trying to get you on and we'll I'll give the answer uh, Michael what do you think uh, I'd like to think it's tough I'd like to think that those prevention classes help Corey has a good point they might not you know could all the prevention it's in the because world it if was you're, women yeah so Corey, if you're you attacked, said bluff we're both saying tough. Right. I think I'm saying I'm saying I, I'm saying tough. I think it does reduce. I hope it yes. does. Uh, although but sexual assaults see. are notoriously underreported, so there could be some skewed data there. Right. So it's a weird thing because you, you're you're going off self-report and on both groups though, and, and you are right, and you are. This is just one study, but it's tough. Uh, yes. and, which is which is nice because it's like yeah, one it it's a proof of concept in that. One of the now, the political problem with this, it's like, well, it's the women's fault for not protecting themselves or something, you know. Or it, there's an implication of like, um, if if that ra- being a rape victim is easily avoided if you just follow a couple rules, you know what I mean? Which is not true. It's not true. Not the message either. Right, because uh, you can be target, and you could have like excellent. Uh, prevention knowledge and and you could you could do everything perfectly and you could still be the victim. But this is like this would be like saying you know they did a study between homeowners. Half the homeowners they put them through n hours of training on how to uh, keep their house safe, install alarms, or whatever you know. And the other half they didn't. And the rates of burglary were higher in the ones that they didn't. Well, and then right. you say, oh, it's the homeowner's fault. Well, but right. You know, never they seem would say like that. kind of two separate things. Yeah, but, I totally but, agree. But the. But the interesting part is is that at least in this one study that's in the Psychology of Women Quarterly, they found a sixty four percent reduction, yeah. which is which essentially means like if you had, um, you know, in one group you had a hundred rape incidents, in the yeah. other group you you would have sixty four. Uh, yeah. No, you would have. Um, oh, you're right. Less. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like a drastic yeah. reduction, and so. The the interesting thing about this is that that it's that it's possible that with at least college women that there's a 
an easy answer because you can you can require all of your college incoming college kids, men and women, to go through sexual assault prevention training. You could just make it a part of your your yeah. thing that you require. Right. And if if this could even just be half this findings, thirty two percent reduction, like the amount of human suffering that you could avoid right by by initiating these things. And that the thing that and I've seen similar studies that have found similar things. The thing that I always have to remember is like every this you know the world is full of lots of people <laughs> of varying levels of understanding of things, and there's a fair amount of people who who just don't have it on their radar. You know, women coming into college who just don't even have it on their radar that they that they might be a target of of sexual assault. They just they they haven't realize that it could be them. Do you know what I mean? What, what I will say is that there is a lot of shaming, and I think this is part of what you were getting at. There is a lot of shaming when even women try to give advice on how to like, maybe minimize your chances of attracting the wrong side sort of element or something. Because it's like, oh, how do you dare that the women shouldn't have to do anything differently? And 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 right, I, right, I, right. Seem, I feel hold about on, that the same way as the homeowner example, which is, you could say all day long, homeowners should never have to lock their doors. They shouldn't have to do anything. No one should break into their houses. Right. And I would applaud that statement and then say, unfortunately, that's not the reality we live in. Right. But there is this boundary between that and saying women should not be allowed to wear skirts. The right. caveat that's needs another extreme. The caveat needs to absolutely be applied that it's not going to prevent people from getting raped and people absolutely. can still get raped even though absolutely. they take these classes. But and, when is prevention yes. not helped? And houses will know? break it, get broken. Think about into what the, and maybe those classes should be taught to men too. Well, yeah, of course it, they should. And it would, right? So cuz yeah. men can be assaulted one and two they right. can They are become, the assaulters they too. They can be accomplices. Yeah. Right. Corey, when you were 18 and going into college or something would this have helped you at all? I'm sure, yeah. And I absolutely agree with what Berto was saying that we should, everyone should take these classes. Yeah. Everyone. That yeah. regardless of whether or not, whose fault it is, it should be something that what, everyone what, cares about and tries to take steps towards it not happening anymore. What would you have liked or did here when you were 18 that might have helped to avoid being assaulted as a woman in our society? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if it matters when I was 18. Like right now, I'll just take lifts everywhere. As opposed to walking places, depending on what time of night it is and where I live, okay. you know? Yeah. But I would have done that when I was 18, too. Okay. But I might have had way more resources than a lot of people. I see. What about, like, parties in college? What What would you have needed to have heard in order to avoid th those kinds of possibilities? I think I would have always taken people with me. Okay. Which I was stubborn to do a lot when I was younger. Yeah. I'd just be like, I'm independent. Stop right. it. Don't tell me I can't do things. So when you were 18, if you would have been made more aware of the possibilities right. and, and, you know, more um, emphasis on like, you probably should bring a friend and being independent is great, but maybe not in right. this instance. Yes. That, that might have helped you to... Uh, and maybe did help you to avoid being uh, a target for an assault or something. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and then the the flip side for guys and for women, but, you know, think of alcohol and substances, right? Like just hearing, hey, I'm not just telling you to watch how much you drink for your health. Here's the things that you can not decide properly when you're there. Yeah. And like as a guy, I, I would have – luckily, I mean I just lucked out that it was a different time and I didn't end up doing anything stupid. But – I wish I would have heard, hey, FYI, if you get 
past a certain amount of alcohol, you're bound to do stuff where you don't respect people's boundaries. You do stupid stuff. You might injure yourself or others. Like, and that would have been interesting or very important to hear. Sorry. Um, and yet, yeah, I never heard that from anyone. <laughs> and so let alone about rules of conducting yourself with someone if you're trying to get romantic. And, and then things like if you're already drunk, that's probably not the right time to start getting, you know, trying new moves. Like, I don't know, a whole bunch of tips and tricks that well, I would right. love to hear. They probably have a bit about the substance abuse and how alcohol can be an impairment for judgment and stuff like that. They probably have a bit about how the kinds of behaviors that people who uh, conduct rape, the kind of relate, like the you know things to watch for when you're at a party, yep. how that goes down, and then probably they'll have like safety prevention tips, like in the moment you are being attacked, what do you do? Yeah, that kind of stuff. I'd like yeah. to think all that's included, and if that is all included, how could that not be helpful? Right, you know? right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 only at the very least it'll be inert, and at best it'll actually help. Right. And for the men, you'd have to have whole sections on like masculinity toxic masculinity the things we've been taught i have been recently re-watching old movies that i've seen many times but haven't seen recently nice. and i watched I uh, goldfinger <laughs> and, oh uh, yes <laughs> it's cold it, it, it well, is male aggression i'm doing, doing, doing the austin power spoof yeah. of it but uh there's is 60s mid yeah. mid 60s and the misogyny in this movie is crazy. And when I saw Goldfinger when I for the first time when I was twelve or whatever, I was I didn't see anything wrong with no. James Bond's behavior. I was like, he's a man, you know, and he's cool and he's powerful. And yeah, you you slap a girl on the butt and you say, This is you know, this is man's talk, you know? Well and the thing and, and he, ra- he 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 James Bond literally rapes a woman in in Goldfinger, Whoa. or sexually assaults her. Yeah, I mean, what you have to do, right, is, of course the woman's going to resist you, but you just kind of grab her by the hair, right. and the more she pushes away, you just plant a kiss on her, and then force her down on the bed. That's how you do it. Right, so there's this whole scene, and there's several scenes in James Bond That's that are like learn. this. And several scenes, not just James Bond, but of this era. James Bond with Pussy Galore, who is this, you know, smart-talking pilot, and no he, pun intended. He, he actually, I think that pun was intended. But. Yeah, he uh, he likes her, and he's he's making comment after sexualized comment with her, and she's like she's she keeps kind of blowing him off, and she's and this is like a through line through the second half of the movie, and she's just like it's not going to happen, pal. Like yep. just lay off. So clear so, like so, no. Yeah. So verbal sexual harassment one. And then and then that goes on. And then at a certain point, they're alone in a barn with like hay. Yeah. And they get into a physical altercation where he's trying to kiss her and he's trying to get her onto the ground and she's flipping him and he starts he throws her across the barn. She lands in the hay. He jumps on top of her. Okay? So wow. I'm describing, I'm describing yeah. to you a rape, okay? Yeah. He holds her down. He finally, like, gets her into a hole that he can, like, hold her down. And then he moves in to kiss her. And she's, she's you know, yeah. she's Struggling. thrashing around. And they, they've been they've, – she said nothing but no up until this point. He plants his, his mouth on her mouth. She's still resisting. But then she slowly she melts, and that was such a trope through. I think through the eighties, maybe even 
early 90s, right? Right. right. So they really want it. They just don't know it. Right. Like, and, what the fuck? Right. Oh, yeah. No. And, and, and all you have oh to do is a man. I mean, that's unfortunately what we grew up with. So Re- when you revenge of the nerds. Yeah. When you uh, wonder where a lot candles. of that comes from. It's, yeah. It's I'm, so it wasn't just not right then. It was also not right that they were diffusing it. But part of the sad thing is that I think a lot of those people, men and the, the creators, of all these things. They didn't actually think of it as, as oh, we're doing something wrong here. Oh, no, that, that was, was the just what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we grow up with that. And sure enough, I mean, again, I'm lucky I never did that. But I, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, if someone had asked me, just interviewed, like, well, what is the way to seduce a woman? I would have probably been like, well, you just kind of like grab her and just kiss her or something. You know, like that was definitely images in my head of like, you just at some point they'll say no, but you just kind of do your thing. That's how the movies always portrayed it. Right. Yeah. And so with 18-year-old young men in college, it might help to make to have them go through a 12-hour sexual assault prevention program. I was putting those, those Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, even Empire Strikes Back, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. If you think if you consider Han and Leia's interaction, yeah. Yeah. it's still a male aggressive personality yeah and the woman is resisting but eventually she gives in and you know? leia just randomly kisses luke like with like and that was a little quite although right. luke, luke seems more previously open to that but sure. at the same time you know but actually he's he's implied younger and sort of more more vulnerable he's in a vulnerable state in that moment yeah because that's when he was injured right yeah. he's just sitting there and then she just plans like so actually it was bad all around. <laughs> yeah. And then the wampa, just like, I mean, that's a whole thing you got to go oh into. Oh, again, it happens. It's so in, like anti-furry culture. Right. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones 2 uh, with, uh, with the, um, the blonde woman and stuff like that. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, yeah. I mean, it's all over the place is the point. Right. So the, the point is, is that we need to help our youth with understanding yes. right. the difference between what society and media has been teaching you and how to have empathy for other people. That's I always try to emphasize it's empathy for other humans because people talk about, oh, PC culture and like, you know, the, you know, there's all these rules and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's not – the whole point is like no one wants – to hurt another person's feelings. Right. Or very few people do. You know, very small percentage of people actually go out in the world trying to harm other people's, you know, trying to hurt other people. And so it's not about being PC. It's not about being like social justice warrior. It's about just knowing what hurts other people's feelings. In the past, there were people who didn't have the power to actually speak up and say, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> now, people are having that power. And so, we have to start to incorporate that into our behavior because presumably no one wants to actually hurt other people's feelings, right? Everyone, every 18-year-old, most 18-year-olds in college want to have sex. And the vast majority of those people want to have sex with someone who wants to have sex with them back, right? Right. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, and they might not know based on what they've been taught by Goldfinger and James Bond uh, exactly how to meet that need. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for that Garbage Pail episode of... I like Garbage Pail because that's kind yeah, of gripes of wrath. Because yeah. Garbage Pail, again, is makes yeah. no sense. It really lowers yeah. the expectations <laughs> right up front, too. So that's always And that's good. a little 80s <laughs> reference in there. I like it. 
<laughs> Who, what was your garbage patch kid? My oh oh, you uh, probably didn't have it. Did, was no, it no, no, no. My mom had a garbage pail. Uh, sorry, garbage a cabbage patch. patch kid that looked a little bit like me. Oh, but do you remember garbage? Yeah, and I had the cards. I had the garbage pail kid cards of of the. But what, was there an Umberto? Oh, I see what you're saying. Because there just, was there was a Kirk. There was no Umberto. Wow. There was no. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. I, I just had a Kinda. whole bunch no. of them, but I don't think I had an Umberto. No. So. It was hugely popular in the early 80s. What was the Kirk one? Um, like work or or jerk or something. But there were these, you know, so there's this, okay, in the early 80s, early, early 80s, there was this really popular doll that everyone had. You remember Furbies? Yes. So everyone had to have this one particular doll for the span of a couple of years, you know, cabbage to the patch. cabbage patch kids, and they they were sort of bigger dolls and chubby cheeks. Weird. Yeah. Oh, I had a cabbage mouth. patch kid. Yeah, okay. I just didn't know about garbage pail. So kids. so then someone did a riff like on that. Oh. Who, who and they made these stickers, and they were garbage. And garbage patch, kids. sort of like cabbage patch kids, like cute, you know, cheeky but stuff. Like zombies. They're all dirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd have like worms coming out of their yes. faces. Oh, I thought and, they were like. Dirty or something like oh, including that, yeah, various. But it was it was kind of like Mad Magazine style okay, yeah, art. Okay. And so if it was Melissa, it was like Dirty Melissa or something, you know? Yeah, like, or um, Crappy Kirk. Oh my or, gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah. So Google Google that and, and or Horny Umberto or like something. Corey, weird, actually, like, I'm gonna you know? continue talking. I'm gonna look up Corey uh, Garbage. But, but the okay. problem is they didn't have an Umberto because that was not a common name. Oh up here, damn! So. That's like when Easy Bake Oven did the one where you cooked bugs and mud. And you Rats. made like mud pies. Yes, like what? Oh, I made yeah. mud pies as a kid. Oh, I found it. They I, were amazing. A, there's a there's a couple Corys. Oh my god! So there's umbilical Cory. <laughs> umbilical Cory. <laughs> and out of there's a baby with an with a uh, umbilical cord with pizza. A umbilical cord coming out of the baby's, and out of the umbilical cord is pizza and a and a. Fudgical. Oh I god! You, I don't think you. How do you describe the look cards. on Corey's face right now? There's also She's horrified. There's also <laughs> Midnight Corey, who is a, a zombie coming out of the ground. <laughs> oh, that kind of meant like that was a good one. There's also Apple Corey. Yeah. Who is <laughs> no, Apple, no, Apple, Apple Corey? Right. Oh my god! You have a whole bunch. You have okay. Co- Corey Cola. Wait, what was Corey the Cola. pun with Midnight Corey? <laughs> That's just a zombie coming out of the grave. But why was the pun? What was the pun? I don't get it. Uh, good question. Midnight Corey. Okay. Midnight Corey. No idea. Okay. Uh, you have Corey Cola, who is a just they're just a person in the shape of a bottle. Yeah. Nice. You have Corey on the cob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who is a corn on the cob, and someone with very nasty teeth is, is eating. Yeah, he's like breaking yeah. his teeth to eat it. And then you have Gory Corey, uh. <laughs> who is a serial killer, sort of uh, Michael Myers character, <laughs> who is cooking a. Uh, a Boy I, Scout head over a... I, I am pretty sure I had that card. There's an arm on the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that one. Oh, yeah, there's the arm, yeah. Uh, okay. Bill Kokori, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> Jay and That's awesome. Uh, what about what about Michael here? Mike. Uh, my name is... There's probably so many. So boring and so... Uh, Mike. Michael. Michael you got Motorcycle. Mike, you got Mike Dyke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone who's holding a dyke back. You got Fat Mike for some reason. You got Mad Mike, who's like Mike. like a I don't know something. You got 
another Mad Mike who, oh my God. It's, oh, it's Matt, Mike Tyson biting Mike, the ear off uh, Holyfield. Uh, <laughs> you have Dynamike. Yep. Oh, I like that Mike. one. Yeah, that's what they call Dynamike. Me. You have Mega Million Mike. Someday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look up Umberto. Let's see. I, for some reason, I just I don't imagine that Umberto would have one. No, I don't think you have one, buddy. What about so left what, out? What about Your name is too oh. unique. What about Bert? Oh yeah, that might that could exist. Bert, you got early Bert. <laughs> and early Bert gets bugged the Bert and Bert Squirt. Oh, oh my god! Okay, let me describe Bert Squirt. That one looks that. just like me too. So, oh so Bert Squirt is a baby <laughs> in the shape of pus that's coming out of a pop zit. What? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is my life like where am i what am i doing that's so gross okay i'm gonna look oh yeah so I, this was the one i had as a kid berserk kirk <laughs> I, I had that on my third grade like folder is he yes. wearing chain mail armor he's so fuzzy over a diaper no, no he, hair he's oh. like a monkey oh, why do you get berserk kirk and i get bert sit or whatever uh firework kirk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh here's another berserk kirk that's funny it's it's, it's a variant yeah, that's the only one. And Eerie Eric is the same one. Eerie Eric and Berserk Kirk have the same. Lazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that does it for that Garbage, garbage Pail Kid episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Thanks for joining us on Popular Culture Podcast. People. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. Take care of yourself, deserving listeners, because you are deserving and you deserve it.